This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. The God of... There are some phrases we're all familiar with if we read the Old Testament of the Bible. The God of Israel, the God of Jacob, the God of Jerusalem. We're told that Jerusalem is his holy city, especially in the Psalms. So much of the poetry and songs revolve around that city, the temple, and the God who has claimed it as his own, who dwells there, who protects the place and the people. For the ancients, this wasn't a weird thought. In the polytheistic societies that surrounded Israel thousands of years ago, each city had its own patron god. It was that god's protection that led to prosperity, and it was that god's abandonment that led to its demise. If one city and its king defeated another, the assumption was that their god had triumphed as well, but also that by taking over the city, one became the new darling of its god. Victors would incorporate worship of that town's god into their own worship, but also introduce their new, stronger god to its citizens. Then there was Israel. (laughs) Israel, who claimed, no, there's only one god. He's our god, whether we win or lose. He's our God in exile. He's our God whether we're in Israel, in Jerusalem, or in Babylon. He's our God when we prosper, and he's our God when we starve. Then they dared to add something no other ancient society claimed about their gods. He loves us. Everything he does is for love of us. As Christians, we still lay claim to that old covenant between God and Israel, though many of us have no Jewish blood. Why? because Christ's blood fulfilled that covenant and extended it. The promise God gave to Abraham wasn't, and through you I'll have one city to claim as my own. He promised, from you will come a nation, and through them all the world will be blessed. That's how children in Sunday school can sing, Father Abraham, and claim him as their own patriarch. We were adopted into God's family. But what does that mean in terms of nations? It's something I pondered and then pondered some more as I heard so many Americans claiming, especially during the last election cycle, what basically amounted to God being the God of America. I've read some huge best-selling books that spell out how America has taken on that old covenant with Israel for its own, how we're the new Israel, more or less. And so he is our God, the God of our freedom, the God of our land. We pray his blessings upon us from sea to shining sea. We should pray for our nation, yeah, for our leaders, our neighbors, for the people. But the idea of Christians claiming God as the God of their land comes with some definite problems. I have quite literally been chewing on this for a couple years, so we'll see how coherent I can be in parsing it out. First of all, what about the Christians who live in other countries? What do they think when Americans claim this? Well, I can tell you because I've heard from some of them. They're offended. God is their God as much as he's ours. He adopted them, too, whether they're English or Spanish or Mexican or African or Scandinavian. He loves the Russian farmer as much as the Chinese factory worker, as much as the politician from D.C. Do we really think about that as we contemplate how proud we are to be American? Or have we linked where we live with the God we serve? Last month, I read a book called The Lamb's Supper. They put a new lens on the book of Revelation for me, but in fact, a very old lens. It talks about how the book makes sense when viewed as a liturgy, 
and how, in fact, nearly every step of liturgy is there in Revelation. They informed each other, built each other, as a matter of fact. In Revelation, we see the new Jerusalem descend, the new dwelling place of God, part of the new heaven and the new earth. And you know what it is? The church. The holy nation that Peter talks about in 1 Peter 2. What is that? Is it Israel? No, it's the church. That is the nation to whom we should be most loyal. Not America or Canada or Britain, not Mexico or Germany or Australia, not Portugal or the Netherlands or Uganda. The church. Those other places, they're just where we live. They are where we serve. Those are the neighbors we're called to love and show the ways of God. We're supposed to have affection for our homeland. It's built into our human DNA. God made us that way, tribal. But we have to be careful. We have to be careful not to begin thinking we're superior, that God loves us more, has favored us more, has blessed us more. We have to be careful we haven't begun to think of ourselves as citizens of a human nation, as the caretakers of God's word and his promises. We are that, but not because we're American or Western or Eastern or even Israeli. We are caretakers of his word and his promises by virtue of the cross, by virtue of being members of his bride, the church. In a book called Back to Church by Pastor Karolicht, she asks, are you an American who happens to be a Christian? Or are you a Christian who happens to be an American? That, I think, is a great focusing question. Because he isn't the Lord of our land. He is, or should be, the Lord of our hearts. When we're baptized into the family of God, we don't gain a citizenship in an earthly country. We gain a citizenship in heaven. God is still the God of Jacob. He's still the God of Israel. Jerusalem is still his holy city. But Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem that John saw descend, is us, my friends. We are the church. We are his dwelling place. Where we live, nothing but circumstance. It's not a definition. Before I'm a West Virginian, before I'm an American, before I'm a Westerner, before I'm even an Earther, I am this. I am a Christian. All else is just smoke and vapors. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by the Tea Party Book Club. Books, tea, great conversation, all from the convenience of your own home. To see what this month's book is and to reserve a seat, go to rosannamwhite.com and click the Tea Party Book Club tab or follow the link in the show notes. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv slash podcast for other shows I know you'll love.